What is happening, everyone? Uh, this is the Buckeye Remix again. This is Jeff from Jeff Needs Sports. Um, yes, I know due to some unfortunate circumstances that the uh, OSU versus Maryland game was canceled this week, but I just I just couldn't stay away from y'all. I love you so much, and I love the show so much. The feedback has been going so well. I thought I'm going to take this opportunity, and uh, we're going to talk about um, – my uh, college football playoff rankings this week. And uh, I thought, well, Ohio State, you know, is obviously heavily involved with this and a big player in it. So it just, it only made sense. So um, uh, yeah, yeah, we were all disappointed we didn't have a game this week. So, um, you know, I hope everybody, you know, checked out some other games, watched some of the competition, you know, scouted some of the other teams like I did. I know I watched, uh, I, I think I wore the remote control out yesterday flipping through these games. Uh, but, but it was good. It was good. I got to catch up on like, you know, USC, Oregon, especially, uh, the Florida game got to watch, you know, watched a bunch of it. The Indiana game was, uh, you know, obviously that's our next opponent, high state's next opponent. So I got to watch it. Uh, you know, had a lot, had a lot of fun. Just, just tried to enjoy it. Uh, it is, it is what it is. It's 2020. You got to roll the punches and you got to keep going. So, um, this week we're gonna, we are going to do. I'm going to premiere my this week's playoff rankings right here uh, for everybody. So I guess without further ado, let's just get to it. Do a little screen sharing here for you on audio. You can't see it, but we'll go through it with you. So so here we go. Here's, here's how it breaks down. Now, I, I want to preface all this, make sure everybody's clear on this. These are my playoff rankings. These are how I feel the top – these 10 teams have the best chance of making – the college football playoffs. So I understand that head to head and things like that, you know, there may be a team that's better or worse or whatever. I know that like, uh, for example, Wisconsin, they've played two games. There's, there's nothing I can do about it. They've played two, they've missed two. It's, I just can't put them in the top 10 just yet. Um, Texas A&M, I understand how good they look. They only have one loss. They do not get a, they're in Alabama's division. Alabama does not have a a loss in their division. So as of now, there's no reason to put Texas A&M in the top 10 because essentially by numbers, they just, they just can't make it. So I just want to preface that um, when I say this. So here we go. Number one, uh, we're looking at the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, first of all, they look like one of the best teams in the country. Mac Jones is having a Joe Burrows type season. Now, I won't say out of nowhere. He obviously went to Alabama for a reason, but the, the guys lighten it up. They have, they, they have the best – I think they have the best offense that we've ever seen on, on a Nick Saban team. I've said that all year. Defense looks good enough. They're not what we're used to, but no defenses this year looks like what we're used to. So it's been a little different. But, uh, but no, I, I think without a doubt they're the best team. They don't have a loss on their schedule, and they'll get the SEC championship game. More than likely it's going to be the Florida Gators. If they beat the Florida Gators, they are – 100% without a doubt, the number one seed in the playoffs. Uh, so number two, Notre Dame fighting Irish. Um, we, they, uh, they look great. They look great on, especially up front on both sides of the ball, uh, defense line and offensive line really look powerful. Uh, Ian book gets better every week. I was really hard on him to begin the season. That's actually why I had him, you know, I held him down in the rankings where I did, but, uh, he's played great. He's, he's got better every week. You know, kudos to Brian Kelly and the coaching staff. And they beat a Clemson team that I don't I know they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. And that that is a factor. I understand because you know, 
Clemson didn't have a lot of drives that didn't end in points that night. But the fact of the matter is, one of them was the quarterback pitched the ball to you know Notre Dame for a score. And the game that went into overtime, that was a factor. So you got to consider it. But the other side of the ball, outside of quarterback, man, they, those teams look more even than I thought. So I think Notre Dame's earned number two is that just at, with, with a great win over Clemson. Um, number three, high state Buckeyes. Uh, so far, they, there's been no test. You know, Nebraska, Rutgers, Penn State. Now that we look at the Penn State game, it's not near what it was on paper to start the season. But Fields looks phenomenal. He looks like a playoff quarterback. Uh, their biggest problem now is the the Big Ten doesn't look great, especially the brand name teams like Michigan and Penn State. You know, Wisconsin's coming back once again. We we talked about that. We're gonna see we're gonna see what they've got in store. And uh, you know, that's. They got Indiana this weekend, who as of now is a top 10 team. So you got to count them as a top 10 team. Indiana hasn't played, you know, a, a horrible schedule, but nobody in the Big Ten has. So I think that the, I think Ohio State does have to win out, which sounds crazy. I mean, they got a little bit of margin for error, but not a lot. But I still think they, they look the part. They're there. They are a brand name. They have Justin Fields. So they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. So I got, the, I got them at uh, solid number three. Uh, so then we, then we got, I, at number four, I got the Florida Gators. I don't. I, I'm really not sure how they lost that game to A&M. They this this offense looks unstoppable. They are big. They're physical. At uh, they're physical at wide receiver. I mean, they are. They're Trask is throwing the ball as well as anybody in the country. Even Mac. I mean, Mac Jones and Trask are just in fields too. But once again, Fields has played three games of, of versus lesser opponents. Uh, Trask looks great. This offense can score on anybody, even Alabama. Um, I, I think they're number four and they're and as of now, they're on a collision course with Alabama. They don't really have a lot in their way. They already took out Georgia. Uh, they're on a collision course with Alabama in the SEC championship game. So I, I, you know, if they win that game, they're in the playoffs. So how, you know, I put them at number four. Once again, this, this list is about likely to make the playoffs. And, uh, I, if they went out, they're in, there's no, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind. So, um, uh, number five, Clemson Tigers. I don't, I don't see, I don't see a loss on their. You know, they don't have a loss left on the schedule. That's for sure. We all know that. Uh, they should, if everything keeps going, they should get a rematch with Notre Dame. Now, I do think that they have to look decent against that rematch at Notre Dame. I think if they win it, they're in regardless. But I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to like look crappy down the stretch as good as Florida's played. I don't think here's what they don't want to happen. They don't want Florida to win. And then they don't want to be sitting there with a bad performance or say they miss a game, say, you know, be, you know, a lot of teams are going to, we know teams are still going to miss games. We can't ignore this COVID situation. So say, you know, they, they miss a game or their opponent, you know, because of their opponents or whatever. They don't want to have this discussion to where you got Alabama, Florida, and Clemson all at one loss. They they don't want to get into that as of now because they don't have that win on their schedule. So, you know, if they maybe they can hold up the Miami win, but if you got a Florida or Alabama, they're gonna they're gonna have the better losses. So I think that Clemson wants to look pretty good the rest of the season. I think they want to beat Notre Dame by I think they want to look good against Notre Dame and then, you know, they'll feel better about themselves. And I don't I don't think there's any problem with them getting in. So, uh, other than that, so, uh, number six, the Cincinnati Bearcats, um, this is weird because I don't think they have much of a chance of getting in. They need so much help. So they need a high state to lose. Then they need Indiana to lose the big 10 game, but they probably need Wisconsin to lose 
on the way to the Big Ten game. I, I don't know, like, you know, Wisconsin's going to jump up here, you know, probably after the next week. Uh, they would need – maybe they need Clemson to lose again to drop Clemson behind them. But then I don't know how you get rid of uh, – I don't know how you get rid of both Alabama and Florida. So Cincinnati, they've looked apart. They look like a legitimate team. They look, you know, but they they really got an uphill battle. But as far as rankings, you can't, you know, there's I think there's seven in the actual rankings, and I've got them six in mine. But they they really need a lot of help. They really need a lot of help because they don't they don't have a power five game on there. Okay, so I'm going to pause here at number six. I've got a uh, an, another one of my guys, the the other VP from the Off the Ball Network coming in. I got a uh, uh, Mo Murphy from Up in Flames coming in, and he's going to join me here. He's a huge Buckeye fan. We'll go through the last four spots, and then we're going to we're going to preview the Indiana High State game. So, and then we'll talk a little bit about the season. So let's let's bring Mo in here. What is up, man? Hey Jeff, how's it going? Not too bad. We're just sitting here going through the rankings. We, um, I'll catch you up to speed a little bit here, and then me and you will catch up. Let me, um, let me adjust the screen. Yeah, sorry Oop. about, sorry for being late, man. It, you, no, it is not, it is not a problem, man. Uh, let me get back to where we were. There we go. So, um, so, so, so far we went through, we went one through six. So I got mm -hmm. Alabama. I got Alabama at one. I've got Notre Dame at two. Uh, I've got High State at three. And now I already I already kind of described to the listeners that this is about chances to make the playoffs, not about it's not the ten best teams. Because uh, once again, everybody always you know I shouldn't say everybody, not to be disrespectful, but the number one argument is like Texas A&M. I understand that, but Texas A&M already had the shot at Alabama and lost. They need Alabama to lose just to get in the SEC title game, which there's not a loss left on Alabama's schedule, so there's no reason for me to put Texas A&M. At number six, you know what I mean. It's right, and, it, and they even need they need Alabama to lose twice because they need if they lose exactly. once, they win the tiebreaker. Yeah, that's so, not yeah. happening. That's not happening. Yeah, no. so, so a team like Texas A and M is not going to make the cut. Um, so that's that's kind of where we're at with that. So we went down through. I got the Buckeyes at three. I think they look like the third best team. I, I don't think that, and it's you know part of it's they've only played three games. Uh, part of it is their defense doesn't look like. You know, they're not up to speed yet to where Clemson and Notre Dame and Alabama's defense are, frankly. Uh, but that's that's typical. When you when you lose draft picks every year, everybody knows that's how it's going to go. Even Alabama. Alabama in their third game, their defense wasn't as good. They gave up a ton right. of yards to uh, Old Miss. Yeah, uh, ton of yards, ton of points to Old Miss. So, yeah. Yeah, so but, – but I'm realistic about it. But we all know if High State goes undefeated with, with uh, you know, Justin Fields – they're in the playoffs. I, I don't have any. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. 100%. But uh, I got the Florida Gators at four over Clemson because if eyeball, if just my eyeball test, you know, Florida missed, you know, they missed a couple games because of cancellations, but they, they're going to, you know, catch up. But man, I don't know if you got to see them last night, but I mean, I don't know how they, I don't know how you stop them from scoring points. Like they, they're, they look phenomenal right now. With that, was, that was out with really their best weapon on <laughs> offense. Uh, the tight end, Owen Pitt, uh, his name's something like yeah, that. Pitt, but, yeah. Pitt, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he missed. And Kyle Trask is, is, you know, I was thinking about it last night and I was like, man, is he low, low key? The, the Joe Burrow of this year? Like, is he the, absolutely? cause coming in, we didn't think Kyle Trask was like great. We knew he was good. We knew Florida had a nice team. You know, expected Florida to do a lot of big things, maybe make the SEC championship and lose. But Kyle Trask is really looking like a Heisman candidate. 
And he's entering that draft next year with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. And so, you know, scouts are going to get to see a lot of Kyle Trask. And and it might change their opinion on him. I don't see him rising over Lawrence or Fields, but – I think third right now, though. I do. Right, and he's third. And then you also have Zach Wilson. So I think that does change the game, though, as far as with as great as he's playing and possibly win a Heisman – does, does is he able to do enough to kind of make that Joe Burrow leap into at least into the draft talk? Yes. But it's kind of tough because Joe Burrow made a leap when there was no Trevor Lawrence sitting there ahead of him. So I think it's a little different. That's like, you a good know. point. There wasn't. I mean, Tua was the number one quarterback coming in last year, and then he got hurt. Right. I still think Burrow. I think Burrow jumps him, but it wasn't like this year with Fields and. But man, Trask, I mean, he makes every throw. Like he looks great. Like he looked, he had, he's, he's averaging over four touchdowns a game, a game. And he's only played an SEC schedule, only played an SEC schedule. That guy's never played a game outside of the SEC. And he's one of the best quarterbacks. He's, he's ahead of uh, Burrow and Tua as far as touchdowns in his first SEC games. And he's never played, (laughs) he's never played a non SEC. He has really looks good. Um, I was impressed with them last night. Their defense can be got, but it doesn't matter if you can if you can <laughs> score 60 a game. And that's what it is nowadays. Is like I don't necessarily know if everybody's defenses are getting worse. Like we know Ohio State, you know, lost a lot of lost Chase Young, Okuda, Arnett. We did lose a lot and we're replacing a lot. And like you said, it's only our third game. Right. So that does have everything to do with Okay, you know, as the season goes, because we recruit well, so we don't have a problem with having those four or five-star recruits replacements in that position. But I think even now, I think everybody's just focusing on getting more high-power offense. Like, I think the SEC has upped their game on high-power offense, and I think they've taken a step back of having these gritty defenses. You know, nobody watches those games anymore. Nobody wants to watch a 13-10 to 10 or, you know, like back in the day, the Alabama LSU 9-6. to 6. Nobody wants to watch that anymore. And I think a lot of the, the SEC, I think, is the last team to do it. But I think they're taking yes. a big emphasis in recruiting offensively and kind of taking a step back, even coaching offense and taking a step back of coaching defense. And I think that has everything to do with why you're seeing these these higher numbers, especially in the SEC from these college quarterbacks, because we're not used to seeing where you have a Mac Jones and, and putting up ridiculous numbers and then contrast right. putting up ridiculous numbers. We're not used to that coming out of SEC, but these past couple of years, they've had multiple quarterbacks putting up these high numbers and then we're kind of inflating it. Well, look what he's doing in the SEC, but then we're also realizing, man, there's been a lot more points scored around the SEC. Exactly. So is it the offense? Is it that yeah. guy is so great or is it just the defenses are taking a step back? Quarterback. I think, I think part of it is, you know, these guys are great quarterbacks, but I think the defenses are taking a step back because you're also starting to see these offenses get more high power, more high power. I mean, look, Ohio State goes and get four of the top ten receivers in this year in this past recruiting class. Like if that doesn't say that there's such a focus on weapons oh, yeah. and continuing to have people that, that can score touchdowns and, and put points on the board, then I don't know what is because Ohio State didn't need four of the top ten with already having Olave and Garrett Wilson going into his sophomore year. You didn't need four of the top ten receivers unless you're just constantly trying to have a high power yep. offense and no matter you know interchange and no matter who's there, you know you're putting up points. Yeah, exactly. And I feel the same way. And that's why I like Florida like more than most people. Like, I don't care what they're I don't care if they're giving up four hundred yards. Here's the thing. When you're when you're constantly scoring, the other team gets the ball back. So like say you score like Florida last night, I think scored eight touchdowns or nine touchdowns. The other team, you know, if they get if they get forty yards of possession, 
they're going to have almost 400 yards offense just yeah. because you just you keep giving them the ball. Mm-hmm. And Ohio State's been guilty of that. We've seen them over the last few years when this offense ramps up so much, like where you're constantly giving the other team a, a second chance. Like you you touched on it. It's just a different game. It's it's basketball now. And that's why I think Florida, like I watched last night, I'm like, you can't you can't guard height and athleticism, like only to a certain point. Like uh it, it's crazy, man. So uh yeah, so that that's that's why I had Florida where I do. So let's uh let's put them back up here. Let's let's check out what we got left here. So then I had um and so then I had Clemson next. Now, the reason I dropped Clemson so hard is because I watched that game and I know I really do think Clemson wins that game if they got Trevor Lawrence against Notre Dame because you can't deny the fact that the that the backup quarterback pitched the ball to a defensive guy for a touchdown in, in, in a right. game that close. Like you can't you can't erase that, but but DJ had, and I will not try to say his name. I practiced it all week, but I'm not going to embarrass him and his family by trying to say uh, his last name. I apologize, DJ. I'll get better at it, man. Next year, I'll be on point. But um, but the guy had 400 yards. He played on a, mag- a great game. Like Notre Dame played more phases of the game than just like – it wasn't all Clemson quarterback mistakes. Like that was a legitimate win. So – you got to knock Clemson for that game. Like I can't not, I can't just keep him at two because Lawrence wasn't in there. So, but I really think like I had to drop him be, behind Florida because here's here's what I said about Clemson, and we'll see what you. I'll get your thoughts on this. I said the thing about Clemson, they don't have any wins left on their schedule. They don't have a huge win on their schedule. Their biggest win is going to be Miami Hurricanes when they when they play. If they get a, we're we're assuming it's going to be a rematch with Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. So, I. I don't think they want to get into an argument with a one. Uh, let's say Alabama, Florida play. They're going to play in a you know SEC title game. Alabama loses. I don't think Clemson wants to get into an argument with Alabama, Florida, and them about who is the best one loss team. I think they want to avoid that. So I think they need to look good. You know they got two games left, I believe, in the ACC, and I think they need to beat Notre Dame and look decent doing it. And then I think everybody will erase that Notre Dame loss. But if not, I don't think they want to get into that argument with Florida, not from what I've seen from Florida. So what, what do you think about Clemson? Um, so I think the only thing with Clemson, you know, obviously you have to secure yourself by not losing another game. Like oh, you yeah. said, there's not really a loss on yeah, Clemson's there's... schedule remaining. I guess you could say, you know, maybe Notre Dame again. Like, yo, yeah, that, that, that eliminates them. Like, right, and and if they do lose again, obviously they're out. But I, I'm assuming, you know, the same way Trevor Lawrence is going to come back. They're going to play in the ACC championship, and I, I'm assuming Clemson is going to get the best of them. The only, the only where what you were saying where that becomes like a, a true thing, and all th- you're going to look at all three of those teams mm-hmm. is if because the difference will be if if Florida beats Alabama, now you got Alabama, Notre Dame, Florida, and Clemson all <laughs> with one losses. It's, one loss, arguing for, I guess you could say three spots. Yeah, where it's going to help them as if because they they did win the ACC championship, that is going to hold a lot of weight for them. But yeah. at the same time, like yes, they're ACC champions. But if they win like a reverse game, how the you know the Notre Dame game played out part one, and it kind of reverses it's the same exact way. Notre Dame has an argument that we're on an even playing field yes. with Clemson. We right. just lost the second time the same way. I mean, that means, you know, two games could have been toss-ups. Notre Dame has that argument. Yeah, you're right. I hadn't even thought about that because Notre Dame has the same argument. So, you got, yeah, you're right. You got four one-loss right. teams. 
you know, and you, and then at that point, like, then like, let's, we'll, we'll just get crazy and project here. Say, um, say Oregon for their next few games looks awesome. Say, uh, say Ohio state, you know, goes undefeated. And right. then we'll say the Bearcats are sitting there undefeated, which they probably are. So now you got four teams and then they might be arguing for two spots. I mean, we can't guarantee that they're going to just drop one of those teams. We don't know what the committee is going to do this year because this is all assuming that no more games are canceled. Like what happens if, you know, right. if uh, Notre Dame gets a game canceled, so then they have less wins or, or Clemson gets one canceled because of uh, it. You know, I mean, I think that I think they need to play Notre Dame and they need, I don't know. I don't know if they got a guaranteed pass in like they like they might think they do. Right. Well, then that also. So if Florida wins, if Florida beats Bama, they're in because they're the oh, SEC yeah. champions. Oh, they're, so they're in. SEC. Now you have Ohio State and Florida guaranteed in. Yeah. Now you have one loss Alabama. You have one loss Clemson. You have one loss Notre Dame. Yeah. And then, like you said, you also have. Now, I don't think the committee will, will rock with Cincinnati. I don't think they'll I don't really either. give them any I love. Yeah. So I think I think BYU would be the best bet just because they have Zach Wilson. Cincinnati's better in my eyes, but I think Zach Wilson would be more of a pitch to allow one of these small schools like BYU or Cincinnati, you know, allowed in the playoffs. I think BYU has a better pitch as far as being undefeated and putting Zach Wilson on a national stage. A lot of people would like to see that. And then uh, maybe not a lot of fans, but a lot of scouts and stuff, they would love to see that would that would sell. Oh, yeah. And you would let the little guy in and give him a chance. And maybe you could end the argument of little guys don't deserve a chance. But the only problem with that would be is like if Cincinnati finishes fifth undefeated, if <laughs> BYU finishes sixth undefeated, then are you already already sending the message that you guys, no matter what you do, it's going to yeah. take a crazy year for your Ohio State, your Bama's, your Clemson's. They would need like, okay, so like, and we talked about this a little bit, so I'm glad you get like Cincinnati and we'll say Cincinnati and BYU. Let's just they're the same team, like they're the same argument, right? Like they need, they would need, um, I don't even know, like they would, they would actually need Florida to lose because a one loss Alabama, they're not jumping. They would need Clemson to lose to Notre Dame, Notre Dame again, so that would be a two loss Clemson. So then you would have Alabama, Notre Dame in. They would need probably. I think they I think they would jump a two loss Florida and a two loss Clemson team. They would definitely jump any you know of the two I loss guys. It. I, it's not as crazy as I thought. Like But there's know. another team you're forgetting about. Don't yeah. forget about who I'm I'm looking at the top ten and actually surprised they're not on here. Maybe they're right outside. Don't forget about Wisconsin. I haven't yet. We discussed that right when I opened the show. Right when yeah. I, show, I said the only reason was Wisconsin was on my original one, uh, week one. They were right. They would basically they, so Wisconsin has two problems. They they missed two games. So I just mm-hmm. didn't put them on because they. I mean, they they they've only played two games and they don't they don't play a good game. Like Michigan, obviously, we know now wasn't a test. So they right. don't play a game until they play the Big Ten title game. But that game's only going to count. If it's an undefeated, you know, Ohio State, I guess an undefeated Indiana might catapult them. So I held off on Wisconsin for like one week. I would probably have them at like 11 right now, mm-hmm. maybe 12. USC and Oregon, I argued back and forth in my head. I couldn't, one of those Pac 12 teams. Um, but I do agree. But the problem is Wisconsin, they just, it's only because they've only played two games. Uh, I, and it's, and, 
so if I gotta if I gotta put them in, then I would actually Northwestern technically would be ahead of Wisconsin just because they have more wins. They've got the same chance of winning out. So once those two teams play, then we can then we can start talking about Wisconsin or Northwestern. But right, uh, and that you're right. You're right. Wisconsin could sneak up there, you know, beat the beat the East champion, and then that's gonna they're gonna jump. They're definitely gonna jump Cincinnati, and they're gonna jump. But even if Wisconsin, like if they went out, you know, they're going to have a good game against Northwestern this this, this week. So mm-hmm. even if they went out, okay, I get, now they will have less. Their, their knock against them will be less games played than majority of these teams on here. But yeah. just Wisconsin goes all the way to the Big Ten Championship and loses a nail-biter to Ohio State. Now you add a one-loss Wisconsin. I think uh, but you're not putting two Big Ten teams in. No, you won't. But the, the whole thing is, is the more teams you add to the argument, right? It'll just make it that much tougher. Because like, hypothetically, if Alabama and Notre Dame do lose a game, like Alabama yeah. loses to Florida and Notre Dame, now Ohio State is number one in the country. Yes. So now Wisconsin's argument is we That's lost a nail biter to the be- what you guys are saying is the best team in the country. We yeah. lose a nail biter. Do we have an argument now? Like you said, they won't put in two Big Ten teams, no, especially but, with two one-loss SEC but here, teams. But, here, but here's the argument. You're right. It's going to be Wisconsin's going to say, hey, we barely lost to the best team. And Alabama's going to say, yeah, we've played three more games. <laughs> like, this is and, going and this is going to play out really It's weird. 2020. And so, you know, just when we think we, it can't get crazier, we can't see any crazier than what we've seen, <laughs> we see it, you know. So that's kind of my – that's kind of my take on that is like th- things can get real shaky, but I would love to see, I'm a fan of, I want to see Cincinnati or BYU get a chance. Cause I want the argument to be over with. Yeah. I don't want any of these. I don't want Cincinnati to be number five when their bowl game and deem themselves. I don't want to see another UCF where they're yeah. deeming themselves national champions. <laughs> now, if UCF, I get where the, the hype UCF, they don't get put on a national stage like that, but I don't want to consistently see other teams claiming themselves yeah. as well if they're not going to give us a shot we're going to be the self-proclaimed i mean they were selling gear and everything and it was selling like it oh, became yeah. a social media trend that they were also national champions <laughs> yeah. so i think you should give your cincinnati's and byu's an opportunity especially in a year like this if you're going to give these guys a chance this is the year to do it 2020 yeah. has been crazy and i just with Cincinnati's probably better than what we're normally seeing but jeff we see cincinnati a lot typically ohio state plays cincinnati yeah. Even when Cincinnati's really good and go, like last year, when they finished with like one loss, yeah. they get blown out by Ohio State. So I think we beat them by it was close to seventy. Uh, yeah. Maybe. So, but but then they go and beat everybody else, and that's my yep. thing is like, do your Cincinnati and BYU's when they get especially Cincinnati, they get a chance to play Ohio State. They can't play on the same field as us, so right. I wouldn't feel comfortable with putting them in there. Oh well, this is a different year. Yeah, but. You know, they they were great last year besides that Ohio State hiccup, and that wasn't a hiccup. That was like almost a 70-point loss. Yeah. And they beat they ran through the rest of their conference. So that's that's kind of my thing, but it could get real scary it and will. real shaky. And that's and it's 2020. So to add on top of that and the ingredients of getting scary and shaky is 2020, they, things could shake up and we could see, you know, somebody in there that we're not expecting to see, or maybe maybe this could be the year we see two big ten teams. Who knows? You never know. Yeah, you're right. So, okay, so let's we'll get back to it now. You're you're caught up now. Great job, great job. I'm so glad you came on. That's 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 Mo Murphy, everyone. Up in Flames podcast for you guys uh, listening. Um, yeah, he um, true professional. So we stopped at the Bearcats. So I got the Bearcats at six for every reason we just talked about. 
And uh, so next, I've got the Indiana Hoosiers, Ohio State's next opponent. Mm-hmm. I've got them at seven. But the reason is, and you know, I think they're ten in the actual rankings. But the reason I have them here is the fact of the matter is, if you're in a big conference, they get Ohio State on the schedule, so they get their shot. Which we talked about, A and M. A and M's better than Indiana, but A and M already already lost to Alabama. There's nothing they can do about that. Indiana, if they, Indiana wins out, they're in. There is no question. That's 100%. I mean, if 100%. they finish undefeated they, Big State champs, they're in. I got, I got them at seven. I probably should have them above the Bearcats, but the reason I don't is because I, I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State, so I got to factor that in. Because if not, I would put them at – this is why I do my own rankings, because I got, I got tired of these, like, um, you know, the big networks and stuff. They would put, say, Florida and Alabama at one and two. Well, they're playing each other. There's, you can't have them at one and two. Somebody, right, and that, that, that's – <laughs> yeah, I your don't... method makes more sense, and like yeah. people are gonna look at this and argue it down to a T. Especially, and I, like, I hope they do. Florida at number four. People are gonna see that, and if they don't understand the recipe of where you got Florida yeah, being number four, be, yep. they're gonna argue it. But at the same time, like it's it's a legitimate Florida's you know, in the driver's seat. Florida, and it's, Florida it's a, what have you done for me lately? And last this past week, Florida looked great. Clemson yeah. loses to Notre Dame, you yeah. know, a week ago. And Florida looks great. Kyle Trask looks like a Heisman winning oh, Heisman candidate. He looks like he belongs in the same ballpark yeah. as Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. So, Play you know, your, your method is – I think it's a lot better because you'll look at it and you're like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is better than Miami. But it's not about who's better than who all that. the time as far as – this is your first playoff ranking and you're coming with whose chances have everything to do yes. with your ranking. So, I love it. I agree with pretty much all of it. I mean, it's not really anything I would not. It is tough. You're right, you're right about Wisconsin, but like I say, I explain why. Essentially, just right, and they missed two games. And, and so. like full, full disclosure, if Indi if Indiana or who, if I, I think Ohio, like really Indiana or Ohio State, this is an elimination game because they're in the same side. Yep. If Ohio State loses, that means Indiana has to lose twice. Right. Just to talk about with Alabama, that's not going to happen. They, there's only a few games. they got three games left in their schedule. They're not losing two of them. And if Ohio State wins, Indiana's done. Like, they're absolutely done. They haven't, like, you know, they, they haven't – they don't have a big win on their schedule. Penn State looked like a big win. Michigan looked like a big win. But now we realize that these teams are not – I think combined – Combine the team that Indiana have beat have won a couple games. Like, and not taken away from them. They're doing their job just like Ohio State is. Right. Whoever loses that game this Saturday is – is going to be out of my rankings. That's just that's just. So can I ask you this? Yes. So we we were talking about the one loss scenarios. Now we've seen it before, and as I was thinking about the question, I also was thinking about my response. But I'm gonna ask you. Okay. So let's say Ohio State loses, right? So let's say Alabama, Notre Dame, and Ohio State loses. We have a whole bunch of one loss teams. Indiana goes on to beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten. Okay. Now Indiana is undefeated Big Ten champion, only undefeated team. In the country, as far as Power Five, okay, they're in. Does Ohio State have an argument being one loss, not playing in their conference championship, but their sole loss being to Indiana? Because we've seen it before. We've seen Ohio State jump in but, that same way. Do they but, get that same argument this year, or does this year change it? I think it changes, and and the reason why is you don't have like Ohio State can't point to that early season. So last year, I don't think they, they didn't play a, a big game out of conference, but they don't have like. They can't point to a TCU game or an out-of-conference mm-hmm. game that right. there's just it's just not enough games to be played. And now that they've missed a game, if they lose a game, the best they can go is six and one. 
that is a hard argument to make when you lose to Indiana and a Big Ten that's not great. Um, that like they, their argument would be, you know, we're good. That would be their argument. Now, right. if they lose some quirky game to Indiana, and like I, whatever, some things go wrong or blah blah blah, or say Justin Fields can't play or what you know something like that, maybe. But if they lose straight up, I don't think they have an argument. I just think I think there's, I think there's too many teams that. Have, have just you know they're just going to have played more games or just not enough you know the the Big Ten got a late jump on this and we knew that this could happen. Um, and the Pac-12 is even worse. Pac-12 as they're going to be they they need you know Oregon or USC to look great to even like get in the argument <laughs> to even get. They a, have no room they, for error. They can't miss none. a game. But you know for missing the games now the SEC and Big Ten has implemented if you make the decision by Wednesday. That you can actually two teams that aren't that. playing because of they can play each other. Yeah. So you also, you know, you also could very well see Ohio State and Indiana play again. It wouldn't be like out. It would. It would. It's not out of the question. Oh, Indiana could win this week, and we could see them play again. No. Ohio State could be Indiana. They may, they may not agree to that. <laughs> so then another thing this year too, like so after this week, I mean Ohio State has. Um, I can't remember after Indiana. Um, I don't think they have another big game. Oh no, that's big right. No, such a disappointment. Yeah. So the last two games are Michigan State and Michigan. Those two teams aren't good enough to like. I don't care what Ohio State looks like against either one of those teams. They're not gaining any points. It's going to be expected. Like a blowout. Exactly. Anything short of a blowout is going to be a disappointment. Yeah. Just because those teams are so bad and the expectations for Ohio State is so good, like it's yeah. so high, and but. If if it'd be possible, I don't know if Anna would agree to it because then they'd be giving up their chance of being in the driver's seat. Yeah. But if they didn't play it one would. week, it'd be crazy. It, it would be crazy for Indiana to play them. Remember, again Indiana if, they do upset one, them. if everything plays out, Indiana's going to have one more win than Ohio State because they got to if if the, if everything stays right. and they they play all their games like that's going to like we talked about it with um Alabama like they lost like Alabama lost a game and I don't think they're going to make that up they haven't they haven't said yet cuz there's no reason for LSU to make up that game there's no reason yeah, for really, LSU. there's no reason LSU's got LSU two to make really, up yeah. LSU's two makeup games are Florida <laughs> and, and Alabama, Alabama. Probably, why, why would you do that not worth making either but the only thing is with the uh, SEC and Big Ten implementing those rules is I think Ohio State, obviously if Ohio State was to lose this game and then get an impulse pwn and hype and it happened to be that um, uh, Indiana all game postponed, Ohio State would be pushing to play Indiana. I just oh, don't yeah. know because it's optional. It doesn't have to have two teams have to agree and Indiana would take themselves to the driver's seat because you know the minute if they rematch Ohio State beats Indiana. They're right back in the driver's seat. It's, yeah. I'm sure they would win the tiebreaker because if Indiana, I think, upsets Ohio State, I think it's going to be a close game. Where I think if they do beat Ohio State, Ohio State get a, another opportunity at them, I think they blow them out. So now we're in the driver's seat, and Indiana beat us on primetime TV or a big time match for what? Like they won nothing out of it point. Right, so yeah. I do think I do think like this will be it for them. Now anybody else, your Michigan's it's like I don't think we'll see Ohio State Michigan play twice, but you miss 2020 and don't cancel it, cancel it out <laughs> as far as guys trying to get as many games in so they don't have so Ohio State's they're not gonna miss another game. They're not yeah, gonna but, go, gonna wanna go uh, okay. no. if they go undefeated, they're fine. If they go undefeated, Ohio State's fine. Alabama Whoa, will be secure. Yeah. But no matter how many games they play, they win the conference, you're good. You're, oh. you're undefeated conference champion, you're in, you're fine. And but let's you don't want to have that argument. 
let's be real here. Since we're talking about Indiana, I was going to do this after the top 10, but let's just skip to it now since we're on a roll. This is the, this is an Ohio State show. We usually don't do buy a show, but this is an Ohio State show. Let's also be honest. Ohio State's going to beat the brakes off Indiana this weekend. Do, so, I, I really think so. You, I, I, do, yeah, I, I expect it. Way better. Um, and I'm talking like down the line, like Indiana. I'm not saying Indiana hasn't played well, but um, they're not. They don't. Uh, they're not putting up the offensive yards they need to, to hang with Ohio State. Their defense does get turnovers, but that's Ohio State's not really loose with the football. That's not um, against Justin Fields. I, they get turnovers against yeah. anybody else but Justin Fields. And so. and and so like if we got to analyze this, like Indiana, you know they've played. You know they played. Like I say, Penn State. That was they should have lost the Penn State game. Uh, or or could have. I'm sorry, Indiana. I apologize. They easily could have lost that game. And then now we see what Penn State is. Um, yeah. you know, Michigan this past week, you know, versus Michigan State, uh, they're not the same. They're not on the same field as Ohio State. All credit to Indiana. I got them ranked. You guys see the respect here. I got them ranked seventh in these. I do not. I've. I actually put out early before the spread came out. I haven't seen it. Um, I said 17 and a half was, it was probably going to be the spread. I haven't looked. I don't that's a steep, that's I, a steep spread for a top 10 matchup. Like I, I understand but this isn't a Indiana top can't usually play on the same, but the, the scary thing, the only thing I'm worried about going into this matchup against Indiana, and it's been, I don't know. I don't understand why, but it has been Ohio State's problem for years. They struggle with athletic quarterbacks. This guy yeah. isn't just mobile. He's an athlete. I think his no, no, name no. is Michael yeah. Finks or something. He's an uh, athlete. Yeah. So, in Ohio State for years has always struggled going against a quarterback like that. You know, that was kind of the, you know, the, the expectation with Michigan having Joe Milton, having an athletic quarterback. Like, yeah. the Big Ten starting to try and form on how can we beat Ohio State. And so, even mm-hmm. Indiana's pre- uh, previous quarterback, I think his name was Ramsey, um, he yeah. gave us problems one year, yeah. you, you know, that one year where it came down to being on the shoulders of Zeke to oh win the game. So, you know, Indiana does give us when they're not that good, they give us some dog fights or at least that first half, they give us a scare and now they're really good. They have a lot of momentum and, and I've seen videos of after their games, I've seen, you know, people who are <laughs> Indiana reporters and like getting locker room, the vibes from the locker room. These guys feel like they're, they're on the same field. They feel like they belong on the and field with should. Ohio state. Right. They should, but that becomes a scary thing because I, the see, last I, we seen of Ohio state was, was the second half against Rutgers. They looked horrible. Like they gave yeah. up. I know we were up 35 to three and you bashed them for it on your last, you know, last oh, yeah. week. I call but them out they did look horrible and so in the second half. And so Ohio State has something to bounce back off of, but Indiana's coming here full momentum off of a bye week. So I think it benefits and hurts Ohio State not, you know, having a bye week this week because Indiana's coming here with full-blown momentum, but Ohio State had a, a whole extra week to prepare for Indiana. And so and, and and something I said that is huge as as someone that's watched every game Ohio State's played for whatever i don't know how many yeah mine's been years ago, right since um, like 2000 when the other team doesn't come in it, when it's not a trap game when it's not a trap game high state doesn't lose very many games they lose two types of they games lose trap games they lose a trap game or they lose to a really really good team like the clemson game last year that's the only they just lost to the team that really could have been better that's they it. don't lose straight up games and and this, I think Indiana has all the pressure because Ohio State's like, yeah, we play top ten games every week because we're always in the top ten. So where right. Indiana has all the pressure, so this would be more like 
Like if we were Ohio State, say, 10 years ago, rolling into, you know, LSU or something, they would look at us like, yeah, we do this all the time. And that's why I think Indiana loses. There's, It's not a trap game. They're, uh, we had – you said it, we had two weeks off to watch. Like those players sat and watched every play of that Indiana game last week. Um and and I think that's where and I can, and I say when it's when it's an even playing field like it's over like and I and I believe that I don't I do not see Justin Fields being rattled by this Indiana defense I didn't no, see it. I, I really think I don't think it's like a I don't think it's like a you know seventy point blowout but right. I think it's like maybe I think it's like maybe like I think it's going to be in control I really don't think that and that, this, I look at it on the other side than you do. With Indiana, I don't think it's any pressure on Indiana. I don't think, like, I think all the oh, pressure really? is on Ohio State. And the reason why I say that is because if Indiana loses, who cares? Like, well, that's if Indiana true. loses this game, does anybody care? No, no not at all. They're is anybody going to wake up Sunday and be surprised, upset, shocked that Indiana lost to Ohio State? Not at all. No. But if Ohio State, all the pressure is on them because their national championship hopes and playing in the playoffs rides yeah. really on this game. This is the only competition we're going to see until the Big Ten Championship because the Big Ten turned out to be a lot weaker than everybody projected. So this yeah. is going to be the only, you know, this is going to be the only time Ohio State can game. impress everybody. And then, you know, until the Big Ten Championship. But I think that's why I think Indiana could go in here. They could do some plays. They could pull some plays out of their butts. There's a lot of things they could do. And if it doesn't work, so be it. I'm so sure they're not going to go in there and play around. Advantage. You're right. That is a huge advantage. Yeah, but there's a lot they could do because if they lose to Ohio State, oh, well, we just lost to a superior team. It yeah. happens. We're not really – nobody expects us to belong on this field. But when they start pulling out these reverses and trick plays and yeah. all of this stuff, it's, it's, it becomes like, man, we don't study for this. We didn't see this on film. And so right. that's why I do think Indiana has the advantages. There's no pressure. They lose this game. They get blown out. Nobody cares. Everybody will be like, okay, Indiana's not a top 10 team, and Ohio State is one yeah, of the best teams on. in the country, like we said. But if Indiana beats Ohio State, now they're on notice. Like, uh-oh, Indiana might be one of the best teams in the country, this, that, and the other. But the pressure is going to be on Indiana. If they beat Ohio State, the pressure is going to be on Indiana for the rest yeah. of the year because now the expectation is You're top right. team and in the country for Indiana. And, which, and then probably one way I look at it, and every everything you said is true, and I say I hate that every year when we play these teams like this. I'm like, yeah, you have nothing to lose. That is such an advantage to have nothing to lose. But I think that uh, like we've complained for three games in a row about how Ohio State's kind of – sleptwalk through these games and i think this is the game to where i in my mind i think the high state players each player across the board is mm -hmm. you know and, and especially justin fields is thinking oh, oh you want if you want our if you want our best shot we're going to give it to you and if they right. get a if they get a determined ohio state team like that that a michigan would get or a michigan state or a clemson or a playoff team i i think indiana is not ready for that 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 animal that that's right. my opinion and you you are right on that high state gets down 14 like you know teams do this all the time i don't think justin fields even blinks like i don't even think he cares and i think that is the difference this year than a lot of other high state teams that might have might have started clinching up a little bit like even the jt barrett teams you know what i mean like yeah he, great as he was there were times to where we were like uh oh I don't. I don't think Fields. I think you could spot him twenty-one, and and he comes back. I, uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, you know, Indiana's got some players. Not you know. I'm not saying that. 
But um, I just Ohio State is just so loaded. It, they're they're so good, especially it's, on the offensive it, side of the ball, and that's what becomes that's where I I, I like about to it tell really. But that's why I like to tell everybody how worried you should be about Ohio State is because this we're not even watching a traditional what we're used to seeing from oh, no. Ohio State on the offensive side it's of the new, ball. It's a new team. Justin Fields is dominating, at, <laughs> yeah. and you know an all time level. But typically, like we still fit the run in there, and people ha- we haven't been impressed with our run game. And like last, uh, not well, yeah, last week we ran for two hundred yards. Like, 200 we rushed for two hundred yards, right? And, but we're still saying we're missing something at running back. Master Teague is it? We're spoiled. We're missing the explosion. But, but with having two hundred rush yards on top of that, like numbers will say we're not really missing much. But especially being Ohio State fans, we know Master yeah. Teague and Trey Sermons is not. Zeke, Dobbins, Carlos exactly. Hyde, Beanie Wells. Like, that's what we're used to getting. Yep. And those are great college running backs. So, you know, I but, do think but I think if we if, get that going, it might be rip. If we get our run game looking explosive, oh, people really well, might be in trouble well, here's because there's so y'all. much we can do. Just for the record, I live in Ohio, and I know – I don't know how beautiful it is out there on the West Coast right now. Um, if they had to play a game today, uh, Master Teague might have 300 yards because it is ucky. <laughs> it is windy. It is rainy. It is cold. Um, this is not the ideal football weather to be throwing the ball. No, that's what I mean. But this power running game that we have and this offensive line, like Indiana does not want to come in here in a, in a crappy way. And I'll take fields and eat. I'll take fields in a dome and I'll take this Ohio state running game in crappy weather. And that's, you know, I've, that's going to be a huge difference. Like it's, th- th- we're just, they're just built every facet of the game. They're, they're slightly better. Uh, any Indy, I know every, you know, Indiana's good. They're a legitimately good team. They've been building this for years. I've probably seen Indiana play five times in person. They've been building this for years. I like everything they're doing. Uh, you know, I think if they if they hang with Ohio State, then to them, it's a victory. But uh, I say that. Well, let's put it this way. I always say this. If Ohio State loses to Indiana, they have no business going to the playoff. Because Clemson, Alabama, Florida, uh, Notre Dame are not losing to Indiana this weekend. That's I guess that's what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. you're a playoff team. You got to take care of Indiana. I don't care what they're ranked. I guess that would be my thoughts on that. Well, yeah, you definitely, yeah, you definitely right on that. It's just, this can become so shaky because, yeah. you know, you're, you really are playing a team who, who doesn't only yeah. pressure they have is pressure that they put on themselves because nobody in the country is watching them with the X ex- they're watching with hope. Like, I guess if you yeah. want to say the pressure of the whole country is watching, hoping that they could beat Ohio State, okay, that's pressure. But ultimately, nobody's losing sleep if Indiana loses to Ohio State. No, and that, that is a big difference, too. Like, in, in where right. Ohio State, where, where, I you, can only imagine what this show <laughs> next week would be if oh, Ohio okay. State lost and you oh, came out here. I couldn't imagine it'll it. Be bad. So, therefore, Ohio State just I don't want to see they're Jeff. Be fine. I got yeah, no- I don't want to see Jeff in a frenzy. <laughs> I'd rather see him in a frenzy because we snuck past Indiana than yeah. we lose to Indiana. I don't want to see that on a Sunday. Well, I want to enjoy football and not have to watch my no. guy Jeff be they're, they're going they're going to, I I'm gonna I will predict that next Sunday when I do this show, I'm gonna be like this is what I predict. I'm gonna be like, that's the Ohio State team I told you. And this is the Ohio State team I expected. And and I think they're going to I think they're gonna handle, I think they're gonna be focused on detail, and I think they're going I think they're going to smother Indiana. Kind of like uh, when we played Wisconsin last year. That was the big game last year when we're like, How good is this Ohio State team? And then they smothered Wisconsin and we're like, Oh, 
Like they're, right. they're really, that's when we knew Ohio State was really good. I think this is the game to where like, I think these kids take it very, very personal that Indiana's that close to them in the rankings. I think they'll take it very personal. Like, I uh, mean, and plus, this Justin is the only Fields, game for Ohio Justin State Fields, to do that. Justin Fields is an NFL quarterback. He he is not going to go out there and play around with Indiana. That's my opinion. Right, and he has the weapons to go out there and give the yeah. production. It's not like all – our offense is on the shoulders of Justin Fields, but it's with playmakers around all, him. Like, all around the him. expectation with the offense running through Justin Fields is kind of like how it is with Patrick Mahomes at Kansas City. It's like, yes, yeah. is he our best player? If he goes down, could we be in some trouble 100%? But we have weapons that – it's not all on him. We got guys who are going to produce and do their yeah. part. We just expect nothing but greatness from Justin Fields. And I do think we'll get it against Indiana. I do think Justin Fields is – he's going to be Justin Fields. He, yeah. He's probably going to leave this game with less – you know, more touchdowns <laughs> than less incompletions. He'll probably still so. continue that streak. Hopefully he finishes the year with that streak. But, you know, I think he might even continue that now because he's safe with the ball. He doesn't make a lot of bad passes. He doesn't throw an uncatchable ball. Like, it's yeah. pretty coming out of his hands. It's pretty hitting the receiver's hands. Like, you don't really watch Justin Fields at Everson. Man, that was a duck. Like, no. Unless rainy weather. Like, I can't just remember even a play where I'm like, God, Justin Fields is no. a duck. No, he's, he's So, phenomenal. you know, everything is the, beautiful. Even in, the, even in the crappy weather games last year, like, he, he, he was phenomenal because he, he just knows how to – that's why that's why I gave Kyle Trask so much credit. Like, I think that guy can throw in a freaking <laughs> hailstorm. Like, some of these yeah. guys, some of these guys are just – you know, different and uh, it just when it, when it comes out of their hands is beautiful. So I do think I do think Ohio State is going to win this game. Yeah, uh, they shouldn't be too concerned. They should go in there concerned about Indiana, but absolutely the outcome will say like, oh, they they shouldn't have been too concerned about them. But they should go in here. They can't yeah, go ahead lightly. And, oh, we're gonna. They should treat it like a top ten game, like a playoff game. Exactly. So I mean, that's the expectation. I think we'll get the job done. Um. I think we'll cover the spread unless the spread is something ridiculous. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't yeah, seen. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure we'll be favored by like seven, 17 and a half is probably a realistic. Yeah, I don't know about what we would be favored by, but I'm I'm sure we'll cover the spread. But I just don't want Ohio State to go in here like they did the second no. half of Rutgers because they went first half 35 to three. You handled your business. Second half, you scored two touchdowns. Your starters played a whole game, and that wasn't the plan. Like we looked at Rutgers like. Jack yeah. Miller was going to get a chance. C.J. Stroud might have got a chance, a, a drive at quarterback. You know, Olave and Wilson weren't going to play anymore. We were going to see a lot of our freshman wide receivers. Oh, no, it didn't go as planned. I was not super so excited. That, that, I just don't want to see that display of football because if you if you come out the first half like you did the second half against Rutgers, you come out that first half against Indiana, you can find yourself down 21-10, to exactly. 10, you know, 28-17 to 17 at halftime. Now, you know, you only got 30 minutes left to play right a great half of football and, and, with and, Indiana having momentum. Mistakes. Yeah. So as of now, the opening spread's 21. So we're, we weren't, we're not far off. But it, that's it's, a lot for a top 10 matchup, though. Like that goes to show how, how much they expect Ohio State to just dominate the, the Big yeah. 10 because that, 21 for a top 10 matchup, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, like that yeah. is a lot. You're a three touchdown I, I, favorite. I don't, I don't think they're wrong. So, uh, Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's finish out this top ten here. So we covered Indiana. Um, we I think BYU we kind of wrapped up with Cincinnati. Same arguments, um, right? It, and it becomes the it, same it, argument. Got to win out. BYU's only got a couple games left. They look great. They look great. They got a quarterback that's you know an NFL quarterback, but they need a they need so much help. We went through the scenarios, um, and not only do they need all that help, then you got to decide between them and Cincinnati. Um, I I don't see it happening. 
Um, I can't see BYU in over some of these teams we talked about. So here's an interesting one. The Miami Hurricanes. I probably should have dropped them off my list because the problem is Miami um, Clemson has the tiebreaker to get to the ACC championship game. So essentially Clemson has to lose twice for Miami to get a shot at Notre Dame or I just, it it would need a miracle for Miami. And if Miami doesn't go to the ACC championship game, as good as they look, De'Ara King looks great. Miami looks really good. It's just a matter of they're not going to get a shot at that, that title game. And there's no way you're putting a, a, Miami in with one loss that didn't make it to the title game an ACC team. So I think that I left them there at nine, but this is, I, I just don't, I don't see a path for Miami outside of like just stuff going, you know, bash it crazy. I, I just can't see it, but they do. They did. They look pretty good yesterday. I mean, it was a decent win. Yeah, And especially for the fact they had half of their team gone with COVID. Yeah, exactly. I you fact, know, that's, that's what they overcame. Like, what half of their starting offensive line, yeah. half of their defense was out with COVID. Yeah. So it's like, okay, for them to overcome, win a game. And that's why Virginia Tech was favored in the first place was because Miami yeah. was so yeah. short-handed. Yeah. Vegas, no, and Vegas was almost, almost right on that. <laughs> like they, they were almost right. And, you know, uh, Miami was only not favored in that game because of the yep. fact they had a lot of players not playing. So for them to overcome that means, you know, they've showed a chance. I get it against Virginia Tech, not against one of the top 10 teams. But with as much as they were missing, there's not a top 10 team. There's, no. there's not a team on this list that I could see missing what they were missing and beating anybody else on this list. So I wouldn't Boy, judge them. No, no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. judge them off, well, they didn't play a top 10 team. It'd be different if they won like that. But I don't think Ohio State beats Indiana as short personnel as yeah. Miami was. Like, yes, we still have Justin yeah, Fields, but. players, yeah. That's... Yeah, if half of, if half, half of our minute. defense is gone, our offensive yeah. line is hurt. We we missing no. our best receiver. I mean, we are deep at some positions where we'll be okay, but I just I wouldn't hang that like oh well they struggled with Virginia Tech. Yeah, well when half of your starters on both sides of the ball are out with COVID, that does make a difference. So no, for absolutely. them to overcome, De'Aaron King played great, and they oh, ultimately man, he, win that game. Good. That shows yeah. that shows they have the fight, and that shows they have and, the will. In and them, that's so. why I left them here at number nine. It's just they need so many things to go their way, and they're running out of time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they need, they need Clemson and Notre Dame to have awful you know couple weeks for them to even get a shot at them if uh if they could get into that title game i would keep them on there but i just i don't know how they can the the path for them to get to the playoffs is just it's really it's really tight it's really narrow and then um so number 10 i had to choose between uh the pac-12 teams i went with the oregon ducks i because because they came into the season i watched almost the whole usc game that team's really talented but they're just all right. Uh, you know, they didn't jump off the page. I think Oregon has a little more playmakers, a little more explosive. So I gave Oregon the edge. But once again, this is like this is where the committee is going to have to decide, like, are you just going to give an undefeated Pac-12 team a shot? Or I, I don't even know if they have a shot. I, you know, I, obviously I can't talk to the committee members. But right. even even if they go 5-0 and or 6-0, and I forget what their possibility is. You can't put them over. We talked about it earlier. You can't put them over one loss Alabama. You can't put them over one loss Florida. So they need so many things. The biggest question is, will they jump them over the Bearcats? Will they jump them over the BYU Cougars? Will they jump them over, you know, the Hurricanes? You know, all these teams just because they're a big name brand and it's a big conference. But um, I really think the Pac-12 is in in bad shape. I think Oregon – 
if Oregon plays every game schedule and wins the Pac-12, it looks really and, good. I think that. Yeah, but I, I think even if I think the way it is falling right now, Notre Dame and Clemson have to play each other, and as of right now, Florida and Alabama are going to play each other. So somebody is going to be knocked yeah. out of that. Whether oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. Two teams are already out of that when you really think about it. In a sense of if Oregon goes undefeated and wins the Pac-12, if Bama beats Florida like I would expect, if Bama beats Florida, okay, Florida's out. If Clemson beats Notre Dame, okay, Notre Dame's out. Yeah. Now but That'll be the know, biggest argument is like Oregon over Notre Dame. That'll be when you start having some serious, serious arguments. But I think at that point, though, what – so Oregon think, wins the fact of, yes, they played less games, but Oregon wins that conference championship. I mean, you think that they're essentially not going to – basically what you're saying is, do you think that they're they're going to eliminate – they're only going to let one team in a conference they're going to eliminate the other ones. Is that – I kind of – Well, I think they would let Florida and Alabama in it. If oh, Florida Lord. beat Alabama, oh, I think man, Florida and Alabama – If that happens, that screws everything up. That screws – Yeah, everything. it does, but – I. I feel like, okay, if Florida beats Alabama, looking at the rankings, so I think if Florida beats Alabama, okay, those two are in. Mm-hmm. If Ohio State goes undefeated, they're, they're in. in. And then the winner. Yeah, the so season. Oregon, yeah, the winner of, yeah, so Oregon could but be on now, the outside looking in, or maybe they don't let Bama in. Here's where we said it. Um, this is this is going to be the thing. If Let's say it's uh, Notre Dame loses and Alabama loses. Then now you've got this, like, one loss team. It's going to be a mess. What I said, though, was, in 2020, if you put two teams from the same conference in, I'm going to lose my shit because I didn't. I like this is not. I w- I'm with you. I would rather see them give the Bearcats or the BYU Cougars a shot. Do not like because in theory, here's the problem. If like a lot of the uh, I, saw, I heard ESPN talking about this yesterday, and I think they're nuts. So if they like Clemson and Notre Dame, in, they could in theory play three times this year. If you make me watch Notre Dame and Clemson for the third time, and I'm yeah. only getting four teams in the playoffs, I am not a happy fan. Uh, so I, I that's the one reason I think that they're, they'll just be like, nope, it's an elimination game. You cannot. You know, we just can't do this, which well, I think it's going to – I think they're going to do the same thing to Alabama-Florida. I think it's an elimination game. Um, even though uh, if Alabama loses, I know they deserve to be in. I just – I think they would let – I think they would hop Oregon in. I really do, just because – I think they should. Like, if Alabama loses in the SEC championship and Notre Dame loses in the ACC championship, even if Oregon's only 6-0, and 7-0 and being Pac-12 champions, I think they should be in because we have Power 5 conferences. So why have Power Five conferences if really it seems like the playoff committee that they give two SEC teams and then if you're not Ohio State or Clemson, they don't. The past few years they don't. Really, you're not getting a benefit of the doubt. Ohio State will get yeah. a benefit of the doubt. Clemson and anybody coming from the SEC. Other than that, you can't like the pressure's on for the Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, yeah, to be or or anybody that's not Ohio State or Clemson outside of the SEC to go undefeated and be a conference champion to really have a shot. Unless yeah. a lot of these teams lose, then, you know, they kind of made the statement. It's it's SEC, Bama, and Clemson. That's who we love. That's who we <laughs> get benefit of the doubt. Outside yeah. of that, we're not giving – none of you teams are getting benefit of the doubts. None of you conferences are getting the benefit of the doubt. So I don't think we should see two teams. Um, I think we should see Alabama, Clemson, because I think Clemson will beat Notre Dame, so I, I think do we I should see feel. Alabama. I think Alabama will beat Florida. In all honesty, it'll be tough. It's tough, but I think Alabama will beat Florida. So I, I think I would like to see Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oregon, or 
BYU or oh, Cincinnati. Wow. Like, if Oregon finish, if all three of these teams finish undefeated, then I'd like to see Oregon get the Pac-12 their respect that they deserve as far as being a power, crown the Power Five champion for being undefeated, or you let Cincinnati and BYU in because you're just not satisfied with Oregon's undefeated Pac-12 championship body of work. Then let Cincinnati or BYU in this year. It's 2020. Let crazy things happen. Yeah, that's play what out. I say too. Because you do end you, if Cincinnati goes out there, BYU goes out there, and just gets absolutely embarrassed. You end that argument that they've been that these For undefeated, while, yeah. T- yeah, that they deserve a shot. And ultimately, you just end up, they start playing for New Year's Six games. So, okay, you know, last time this team, they're supposed to be really good. They didn't pan out. They got blown out. It wasn't a game. The ratings were terrible. And so now we exiled them from the playoffs. But I just think all the Power Five conferences, that's why I think it should be more than four teams. But, you know, to me, that's an argument for another day because I do think there should be more than four teams. Oh, yeah, that is a different argument. We definitely yeah. can go down that road. But um, I agree. And, it, and what's crazy is we'll look at it. Real quick, one more. Oops, sorry. Sorry, Mo. We'll look at one. What's crazy is now we're at the point to where, like, okay, so seven and three play. Other than that, uh, until the until the last time of the season, like Clemson and, you know, we got uh, one and four in theory get to play, two and five get to play, three and seven play this weekend. So some things are will work themselves out. And, I, and here's the thing, but Wisconsin's going to jump up in there. Uh, USC is going to want to you know push up in there. Miami's going to drop out. I feel bad. But I think USC's going to lose a game after soon. this weekend. If I, I believe if Notre Dame wins or Clemson wins, I think Miami's eliminated to to go to the championship game. So they're eliminated. Um, there's right. nothing to do about it. Um, but Notre Dame, Notre Dame does get to play North Carolina, and North Carolina can score some points. I don't think we can just chalk that up as a, you know, I don't think we can chalk that up as a victory for Notre Dame. Um, in any like you've said it the whole the whole show, you can score points, you can win. Uh, that's 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 college football now. That's that's all forms of football now. But so uh, I don't think we can just uh, assume that Notre Dame is going to beat North Carolina, and then if that happens or North Carolina wins, then we got a whole different show. But yeah, now uh, you have a, now you're in a whole different predicament. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so th- we're going to wrap that up for the Buckeye Remix this week. That was a blast, um, Mo. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, tell everybody a lot. You know, a lot of uh, my Buckeye fans follow this. They may not uh, be familiar with you yet. So uh, tell everybody who you are and where they can find you. So yeah, I'm like you know. Like Jeff said, we work together, both co-VPs of the Off the Ball Network. Absolutely. Great little circle we have. So if y'all haven't checked out any of our work yet, go to offtheballnetwork.com. Everybody's individual work is on there. Uh, Jeff, I appreciate you for having me on. But to oh, go follow me, um, you hit Up in Flames Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Mo underscore Cheese 15 is like my personal account. That's kind of where I really uh, – I get into it with people and, you know, able to talk to everybody is on that account. My podcast counts just to kind of post my things and stuff like that for now. Same thing with Instagram. But, yeah, you guys can follow me there. Up in Flames Sports Podcast is almost everywhere that you can get a podcast. Um, We got, as a network, we have a lot of things coming up. We've already got great things going, but you guys are seeing us, you know, four to five times a week with set network shows and, you know, we're only cooking and brewing more things. So I definitely want y'all to keep on to that because, you know, two to three months from now, everybody's going to be looking at off the ball network. Like whatever you guys got going on, keep going. You're already looking at it now, but yeah. So definitely follow everybody individually from 
the Off the Ball Network. And and like I said, Jeff, it was great to be on. I oh, love man, getting on shows with you, especially to talk Buckeyes. It's the first right. time we've really been able to talk Buckeyes. So. Well, we got we got we got more coming, man. I appreciate you coming on. So uh, yeah, yeah, Mo said it all right there. Go to you know Off the Ball Network. Uh, I appreciate all my Buckeye fans, all the college football fans for you know following me. It's it's this show is really this I, these episodes. It's not it's still Jeff needs sports, but these episodes have really taken off in the last couple of weeks. Uh, starting to you know build a base. Uh, that's why I came on today. I love talking to you guys, and um, I appreciate you know all the kind words and everything. But uh, and hey, next week is Indiana, so next Sunday, uh, you know, catch up with the Buckeye Remix. It'll I'm I'm confident it's going to be another victory Sunday. We'll have a good time. We'll tell you what we saw, what we like, what I didn't like. I know I'm a little hard, on, a little hard on them the most, but yeah, you're hard. I love them. It's because I love them, man. Um, but uh, other than that, once again, uh, follow everybody off the ball you know, network. Go check out Mo. You'll like his stuff. Um, he does some great interviews with some uh, Buckeye insiders, uh, which are which are super dope. And uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. And um, you know that's it, everybody. Uh, have a good week. Uh, on to the Indiana game and uh, go Bucks. Yep, go Bucks. <laughs>